Boom. We on episode five of the Him and Him podcast. I am your host, Nehemiah, with my two co-hosts. The young, the handsome, Rayshawn Jones. Me. The loyal, the handsome as well, Nicholas Ali. How y'all doing this week? I feel like I had a pretty good week, I think. I don't really remember how my week goes anymore. It goes by so quickly. I'll be honest, I'm probably on the same page. I uh, I can't recall how my week went. All I know is last week I did schedule an appointment to do a motorcycle class. So that's due for this upcoming weekend. But other than that, nothing else. You got a motorcycle license? Nah, nah. Do you have to have a license to drive it? Yeah, but you're not going to say that on the podcast or nothing. Don't get me hemmed up. Ain't nobody. <laughs> I mean, you just got the motorcycle. You don't be driving it nowhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that should just be in the yard. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it be parked in the garage. But y'all going to have to start taking down notes when shit happened during the week, like some little self notes. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be pull up my little notes app, think of something funny, write that shit down real quick. What do you mean by I do that? If I think of something funny, I pull it up and I write it down. Like, I got two topics. Our two, our first two topics are to be from shit that y'all said last week that I kind of want to expound on. Okay. And I got certain points that I wanted to make sure I said on here, so I wrote it down so I don't forget. All right, what you got? We can start it off. We're going to start with Rayshawn. Can you expound on that, what you said last week about believing in something greater than yourself? Why do you feel that's important? Well, I actually got that from um, Emporia. Yeah, Emporia. Euphoria? Not Emporia. Euphoria. Euphoria. Euphoria is addiction and depression. What? So the only thing niggas get from Emporia is addiction, depression, and teenage pregnancy. And porn. <laughs> well, it's only 10 minutes big, so it's not. It, anywho. I got it from Euphoria when Ali was talking to Rue in that special episode. He said, and I quote, hold on, well, give me two seconds. He said, you've got to believe in the poetry because everything else in your life will fail you, including yourself. So, you know, that hit me deep. So I believe that I can't just believe in myself. I got to believe in something bigger than myself. So. I felt that void with the church. So that's was my church thing. just like the first thing that came to mind? Or did you like go through a process trying to figure out, hmm, what is something that I could use to add into my life? Well, it's it's funny because around that time, no, actually, I think it was the first thought I had, but I didn't want to do it because I didn't know any good churches. I had, still had a bad rep with churches because when I was a kid, um, I was forced to you. go. Huh? Ooh. Huh? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you saw, he I didn't know. He was at a Catholic church and, you know, had them pastors no. get down. Absolutely <laughs> not. I didn't have a good church to go to, so I started my job in Nissan, and I always watch or think about that one clip because I believe in it wholeheartedly. And then this guy came, and he just started talking about his church, and I was like, uh, let me go check this out. 
And the more I go, um, the more spiritually I become as a person. So I believe in spirituality a whole lot more now. And I believe in that as being something bigger than myself. Do you do the whole throw in the suit thing or do you, is it a come as you are kind of church? Uh, come as you are. The first time I went, though, I, uh, first two times, I think I dressed really nicely, but now I just go as I, I go. I dress nice sometimes, but. Around God and said, fuck it. You said who? You got comfortable around God and said, fuck it. I mean, I am who I am. Facts. If you can't accept me for me. I think it's um, non-denomination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are oh, good. It's like good. a collective. Of... All right, I get you. I get you. I fuck with that. We was in boot camp. They got the non-denomination church services you can go to on fucking Sundays and shit. I didn't know why you went, though. You didn't go for you didn't go for church. You went to get out of boot camp for a little bit. That's why you went. We didn't have to do anything if we didn't go. I mean, yeah, that's true. I thought you were going to say that you went because you was trying to get out of boot camp. But yeah, we had two hours of the, you know, to, was it two or four? I think it was actually four, wasn't it? It was, what was it over at? It, it was over at lunch. So yeah, it was like four hours. It was like from breakfast, yeah. from breakfast and lunch. But church yeah. was only like two hours or an hour. Yeah. It depends on which oh. one you go to. Like my church is like an hour and a half, I think. So I will have to say, to, to elaborate on that, I found myself on the non-going to church side. And I think it's because there's a lot of different things that have happened in like the past year and a half, two years. And, you know, I don't want to question God per se, but when I look at religion and you look at how it's taught on the, on the Western hemisphere, you, uh, I, you really question the teachings in my eyes. Um, and I'm not bashing anybody who has a belief of a certain religion. But in my eyes, a lot of it is misconstrued and it's not taught accurately. Um, so that's why I've sort of stepped away from a church based. But spiritually, um, I do believe that there is a, a higher power and just a higher power in general. I just call it God. And I think sometimes people put too much thought into necessarily what a God is or they might forget that God isn't a person. It's really a spiritual divine power. And it's just a... It's that thing that's greater energy. than yourself. Yeah, it's, a, it's an energy. I, I truly believe. So I've stepped away from it. And my parents are like, well, you should really go to you know this church, this church. And you know, I, haven't, I haven't taken it upon myself because I know you know how people are. <clears throat> and I'll see people who are Christian. And they'll they'll say one thing and they'll do another, and I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but I will. It's it's I guess it might be a, a bad thing to say, but I sort of look at you a little just slightly different if you're trying to criticize others but not holding yourself to that standard. And I think that's just in anything, whether it's spirituality, religion, or I mean I, I say this, but military, whatever it might be, leadership. In, in all in all, so. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, that's why I've never been, it's never, the only time I've went to church every Sunday is like spending the summers at your house. Yeah. 
like when I was back, like we never really went to church, but the reason that I, I never considered myself to be religious or like follow a faith, really. Because most of the time when I go to church and they be talking about everything, I just don't believe that shit. But I still believe that there is something out there that's like, like you said, it's, it's greater than us. But the church thing itself, it's just a lot of things that I just don't necessarily agree with. Like, heaven and hell. I don't believe in heaven and hell at all, in any way, shape, or form. Just simply off the fact that, like, if there is a God, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate to place... I feel like that saying that heaven and hell places human emotions on something that's yeah. supposed to be greater than us. And I just feel like if we were giving free will, why would we be judged after we die for using the free will that you gave us, you know? Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. But having said that, I still do enjoy going to church because I feel like it's more than the teachings. It's like a feeling. Like when you go to church, like I don't know, we all felt it. It just feels like love is in the building. Like, people are here, enjoying doing this one thing. It's a sense of community and togetherness. That's the thing I like about church. I don't go, but I'm not against, like, the whole concept of the thing. The concept of, of being, like, church? Yeah, re and religious and whatnot. I ain't going you on that. And to just to elaborate on the part that you said about the heaven and hell, um, a lot of times you'll see people say, oh, well, this person killed his brother. But yet, the same person who's critiquing that person, like, oh, they're going to go to hell. Well, don't you masturbate? Let's keep it a buck. Don't you masturbate? <laughs> and uh, one sin is not greater than another sin. I mean, every sin is the same. Now, on the human side, <laughs> is it... Is masturbation as bad as killing somebody? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but when I think people forget that, and that's the part that separates me from the part of going, being involved heavily into church. And also, I think a lot of times I, I get burnt out of church. I got burnt out. You know, my parents dragged me. You know, I won't even say they took. I mean, they pretty much dragged me to church. You said, you said and, Sunday school and all that. Yeah, like, you know, I don't want to be in, a, in one particular building from 7, or well, I won't say that early, but 8.30 at least to 1 o'clock. There's no reason. There's, to me, there's no reason to be there that long. Now, if you do enjoy <clears throat> getting the, the word of God and, and learning as much as you can, that's great. But also, I question, where do you draw the line of how much you learn? Because growing up, we all know that if you go to church from the age of God knows how long, right, since, since I was born at least, and then I go to church until I'm 18, they tell the same stories over and over and over and over, and it gets boring. And I feel like not, not all churches, not all pastors, but a lot, they tell the same story over and over. And if you go to another church, you hear the same thing. And it's good to have the refresher, but... I think you should start challenging people 
when you do preach, challenge them to think of something else, maybe, or tell a different story. But there's so there's only but so many stories in the Bible you could really tell. Now there's a lot, but there's only but so many you can tell and, and so many that people put emphasis on. So that's that's kind of my view on it, and that's why I'm really just churched out. And uh yeah. Marshawn, I'm gonna switch back to you. So when you said that when the clip it said that everything in life will fail you, including yourself, do you really believe that? Yes. Yeah, I do. Because we're all humans. No human is perfect. We all make mistakes. So, like, I might fail you. You could depend on me. I might fail you, right? Or you could fail me, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're both human. We're not perfect. We can't be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. So if I depend on you wholeheartedly and you start failing me, then what? I'm going to be lost. So I feel like, yeah, everybody will fail you, including yourself. And I feel like this year self part that hits the most because I feel like I fail myself a lot more than other people fail me. But I'm just overcritical of myself. So, yeah. I feel, see, I'm like you too. Like, I don't know if you, y'all, you probably don't recognize it as much. But like whenever we play like Rocket League, play basketball together like do anything that's like competitive you know i like to talk my shit right yeah <laughs> but just as of much course. as i talk my shit as soon as i fuck up i'm the first one to say something about that too so i definitely feel you when you talk about that self being self-critical or whatnot but when it, I, just, I can't agree with that i feel like that's an oversimplification like yeah things in life will fail you you will fail yourself but i feel like saying even your that even yourself part is what gets me because i feel like as people we all have control over our lives that's just my point of view like i feel like everything that has happened in my life in some way shape or form is a result of something i did like say like not hit the tree my fault. Should have wore a helmet. Should have known my limits. But even something as simple as like, hmm, let me think. Let me think. Let me going, think. going underway on the boat. Yeah, stuff like that. See, we get underway, and like crazy shit will happen. Say, say Engine we. Are, fire. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of shit. I'm trying to be a little more specific to my life and my job. That, that ain't your fire <laughs> shit. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> my fault. My fault. But even like that, like, I don't oh, think wait, wait, wait. So we're not supposed to let the fire, like, spread nowhere. Say if something happens, we're like, boom, there's an engine fire, and I have to go, like, set my boundary. If that happens, and boom, the fire gets out of control and, like, destroys the boat, some part of me is going to be like, okay... Immediately, what could I have done better to have prevented that from happening? Even though my job has like nothing to do with that. Another thing is like I cook on the boat, and some a lot of times we get towards the end of patrol, we gotta get like stores every now and then, like so we can keep food. It's been times we've like 
We're literally serving meat and rice for meals because we didn't have anything else. And, you know, you don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to do that because, like, I actually enjoy my job. I want to do it to the best of my ability. So after that has happened, like, I sit there and think, like, okay, I know I didn't do the food orders, but in the future, what can I do to prevent that from happening? Like, I can, like, get more in tune with my job, learn how to start doing the food orders myself, going through and making sure that we have stuff and we're using our of appropriately so that doesn't happen again basically what i'm trying to say is like to reiterate myself there is we definitely cannot control like what other people do but we can control how we react to the things that happen to us and what we do to prevent it in the future and just generally make things better for ourselves so i feel like when you say that we will fail ourselves. Yes, that's true. But I just don't think that's where that conversation ends. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was thinking about it as you were talking. Um, I think what, well, I'm not going to say I think what, what I interpret as what he said in Euphoria um, is like, you can't have yourself in the center or on top of everything else. There's got to be something else that you believe because like you were saying what could i do better to prevent this even though that's not technically what you were supposed to do what could you do better right i feel like there's gotta be something else so you don't have that big burden on you all the time so you have room to fail so you don't always question what could you do better or what could you do or something like that there's got to be something else so you have room to fail i see what you're saying so you're not putting all that unnecessary so i'm not putting all that unnecessary pressure on myself yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying we got any more things we want to expound on about this topic um i would i mean i'm pretty much on i think i think i'm more on the side of you Nehemiah with that uh, that makes a lot of sense and in terms of failing I, I I believe that you should fail at something uh, because you learn your mistakes you learn from those mistakes I should say right. um, so failure I always believe is great that's that's a great thing because um, I I can say I failed I mean we're all human so there's just something that you failed, whether it be a test, whether it be anything. But to me, it makes you better. And just your fuck-ups in general will just make you a, a better person. So I don't think you'll necessarily fail at life, but you'll definitely fail. But you have to just learn from those things. So yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I completely agree with failing. I feel like that's the best way to learn anything and everything. I'm going to tell one more story about this and then we can move on. I remember vividly when I was probably in like first, first or second grade, I used to go to like, I used to go to the boys and girls club after school and my mom would come pick me up because like she had to work and stuff. So she would come pick me up from the boys and girls club after school. But one day the boys and girls club was closed and I was telling my mom in the morning before I went to school so we can like figure out like what I'm going to do. And I don't know why I waited till like right before 
I um <laughs> had to go to the bus. <laughs> but she was on the phone and I was like talking to her at the same time. And I was, I was like, hey, do you want me to like, are you gonna be home? Do you want me to go to like my aunt's house? Go to somebody else's house? Like, what are you gonna do? I think I said, asked her something. It was just like miscommunication. So I ended up coming home instead of like going somewhere else. So I get home and my mom's not there. And I'm like first grade, walked outside the house. I don't know what to do. So at that point, I can, I feel like, all right, I fucked up. I should have been, I wasn't thinking it at that point, but as I get older, I was like, all right, that was definitely my fault. Like I should have like done that different, but I ended up like going to my neighbor's house or whatnot. And they dropped me off at my aunt house, like across town. Yeah. But I think it's all how you, for me, it's all how you look at it. Like either one way, I'd rather say it was my fault rather than being like, oh, my mom should have been paying more attention to me. For me, I'd rather say it's my fault just because like that saying, people will let you down. I think it's easier for me to just put that blame on myself than to go and put that blame on her and then like, resent her or whoever that does something that makes me end up in a worse position for like any reason like at all it's easier you know you know what i'm saying like it's easier to deal with yeah. it the blame is on me than on someone else because i don't want to spend that energy resenting other people or other things and i'm not necessarily in tune enough to like just put it up to like a higher power to get it off my shoulders i feel you yeah just just taking accountability I can I can see that. I think you, if you, when you by taking accountability, you put that blame on yourself, and I feel like it's easier to not look back on that and ponder on that. Whereas if you put it on somebody else, you're like, you you keep thinking about it, you know, and it might get to you. You're like, damn, they really fucked up. They really did X, Y, and Z. Um, which I'm, I will say I do relate to that. Whereas in some things, I try to take accountability, but at, at the same time, um, you know, I, and I'll be open as far as who it is. You know, like my parents, I put blame on them for some things. <clears throat> and we talked about it. I put blame on them. Um, and, and it's hard because on on certain things, I know that I couldn't. I know that I, to a certain point, couldn't take the accountability because it's just something that was out of necessarily my control and it was more in their control to a certain extent um but life happens things happen and you just have to move on from it you know whether it is somebody else's fault or whether it's your fault you learn from that you take that and you just use it down the road so if anything happens the same event happens and i'm the parent i know how my son or daughter would feel and then i would just negate that problem and solve it and deal with it and be done. And that's the thing that's, that's one thing that sucks. That shit sucks. Neither one of y'all have like younger siblings, but bro, when I tell you like, you know, you gotta learn from your mistakes and all the mistakes you've made, but I'm happy for my little brother that my mom learned from all the mistakes that she made with me in order for him to like have it better than I did as a kid. But man, I be hating. <laughs> I mean, I be... technically, I do have a younger sibling, but it don't really count 
But I see what you're saying. Like, my like, mom is teaching Caleb now. Like, he goes and collects a neighbor's trash, take it to the fucking trash cans, make a little money on the side, whatever. And she's just trying to teach him that, like, there's no, like, one path that you can live your life on. Like, if you don't want to go to college, you can go and do things like start your own business, go learn a trade. It's, multi- it's just multiple paths, and there's no, it's not more than one way to skin a cat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a one a end all be all type deal. But like I'm saying, it wasn't that same energy when I was going through school or whatnot. It was more like, hey, go to college. Are you not gonna go to college? Like what are you gonna do? And like that little brief area between like where I was gonna go to college but didn't end up going for like that I think it was like three or four months, I was just like in that middle area. Mm-hmm. That shit was kinda tough talking to all these other people, trying to get me to go do something I really didn't want to do. Like, I wanted to go to college out of state to a school, and it was, like, really expensive. I couldn't get a loan for it. But then I could have went to school in state, but at that point in my life, I really just, I had to get away from home. Did not want to go to school in state. I wanted to go, like, see some other shit and just be away. Yeah. But now I remember that, I remember that too. Now that I'm seeing that, like, my little brother got a little better, she's more patient with him than she was with me. It's good to see, but you know, it's just, mom, I'm hating a little bit. I need a, I need a sorry or something, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it be. And I think that's, of course, like her learning on parenting, of course. I mean, you know, you were her first kid. And she had me really young. Yeah. And like, you know, you were her first kid. And then also, I remember when you were trying to go to college and uh, what, what school was it again? New York University or something? Ace. Pace University in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. And I'll be honest. I I was like, why is he trying? Like, I get the side. I, I 100% understood the side of wanting to get away. I understood that. But it was more of like, damn, man. Like, Virginia has some top-notch colleges. And, you know, college college wise, major I wanted, though. Oh, okay, okay. So, that, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that 100% makes sense. I thought it was just like, you just wanted to go to another college and, and do X, Y, and Z um, that maybe another college had offered uh, here in Virginia. But I was like, damn, that's a lot of money out of state. And I'm not going to, I'm not hating on people who want to go to college out of state. But if, you're, if your state has great colleges, you know, indulge in those because I will say, and I don't know if this might lead to another topic, most of the people that I know that graduated college, for one, you get into a lot of debt. Not everybody because it's scholarships. And then, two, half the time, whatever they majored in is not even what they have a job in. Right. It's, lit- it's literally not even what they had a job in. My grandpa, he went to school for, you know, Grant, he went to school for electronics. This man ain't even know how to work a flip phone, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he went to school for electronics and then... He became a UPS driver. He worked at the shipyard a little bit and then became a UPS driver. Nothing wrong with my... Shout out my UPS drivers. Thank you. I appreciate it. Y'all work hard. But, you know, it's like... People don't use their degrees. Yeah, people don't use their degrees for those things. I think my mom, she majored in... Oh, I forget what she majored in. But it's not what she does now. It's not what... Well, she's technically retired now, but it's not what she does now or did. It's... She did something and she sucked at math. Fucking sucked. Just like me. 
but she's a budget analyst. Like, how do, you gonna sit here and tell me that she sucked at math and she's a budget analyst? So why am I taking a course that requires algebra if I if I know damn well she ain't using algebra? Exactly. That's what pisses me off about college. High school too. Like the fuck I need to know how to do trig for. I've never done trig outside of that classroom. Facts. But since you brought up Graham, this is the thing I wanted to bring up for you, Nick. We were talking about money and happiness. You brought up Graham and whatnot. I wanted to expound a little bit more on that topic too. So can you just like reiterate what you were saying the other day? About um money doesn't necessarily equal happiness. Oh yeah, so I'll be I mean this is like a I'm gonna say a touchy subject, but whenever I talk about my, my grandpa, he uh he was a very he was like my, my best friend because I grew up on the on the road. We moved to um a small town in Virginia and which was back home for my mom. And um we moved because my grandma had died in two years prior. We had moved in oh seven. She had died in 05. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I was, I kind of hated it because there were no kids in the neighborhood. The only kids I interacted really with were with you when you came down for the summer. And of course, I went to school and my parents, I will say, they tried to, well, they did involve me in activities such as baseball, football to interact with kids. But when I was at home, man, it was just me and my grandpa. So that was, I mean, that was my fucking. That was my dog. So to this day, he died in 17, um, March 19th, 2017. And I still haven't haven't recovered from that, from from losing my grandpa. Because it's it's like a sort of like emptiness that you know will never be filled. And I think that's the hardest part. And I've had... My uncle, our, or me and Nehemiah's uncle, Uncle George, RIP, he died unexpectedly, very unexpectedly, um, in December. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's very hard to, once when you start getting older, and as far as my family, or our family at least, most people are, are older, whereas when they were younger, it seemed like they had more of a younger family, or at least more closer family, you know? So as I get older, I, I start to look on things like, man, in 20 years, w- what is my life going to look like? Is it just going to be me necessarily? But I mean, I know, I, I know I have like Nehemiah, I have Jay, you know, Jordan. And as far as family-wise, that's pretty much the ones that I probably talk to at least weekly, at least. And there's nothing wrong with my dad's side. I love my dad's side. Um, but... On my mom's side, I'm just more. I just talk to them more because I grew up tighter with them. Um, but to getting back to the point of the the happiness part, that money does not bring happiness. You know, like there might be that's the one thing that I deal with probably every single day, and the rest of my life that I know I could get a job right now, and I might go make a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three, whatever, a million. But that money will never bring back my grandpa. And that's all I would probably want in, in this life is to go through and see my grandpa. Because I remember talking when he was alive, you know, talking about being at my wedding and, and all these things. And those things, you just can't, 
get those back. And it's just hard. And, you know, my family is, you know, our family is older. And when I look at, when I sit down now, and if I'm by myself, you know, I start to think on these things. And, you know, my, my mom and dad might not be here in 20 years. Or my aunts might not be here in 20 years. And, you know, it sounds bad to think about. But in the past two years, there's been a lot of people I've grown up with or been around because of my grandpa and his friends that were pretty much, I won't say my friends, but pretty much acquaintances enough that, you know, it hits home. It's like, damn. You know, every every time I pretty much talk to my mom, I expect to hear somebody dying that I know. And I will say that's probably the most heartbreaking thing about getting older. Um, it's just realizing that you aren't here forever. You know, you just really have to enjoy the time that you spend with people. Um, so I think that's the biggest takeaway from from the money does not bring happiness is that enjoy your time that you have with people. Life is short. You know, when when I felt bad when Nehemiah, when you had called me, when you had that the snowboard accident, <clears throat> and you had called, I think it was like 3 a.m. my time or 4 a.m. Um, or my, I don't know what time it was. But you had called me and, you know, I had called you back and I saw you in the hospital. And, you know, I was like, damn, bro, like, I didn't pick up the phone. And, you know, like when you needed me and all that, I couldn't necessarily be there. I, you know, be on a flight. But, you know, what if I had not picked up the phone and that was the last time I could have talked to you? So little things like that, that really hits hits home. So, you know, like I thought back to the time that I think you were at the house for Thanksgiving or something like that. So I don't mean to get emotional, but you know, life is, it's not as long as people think. And, uh, immediately I put you on my, my favorites list. So if you ever got called me, you just call me two times and go through. But, uh, but yeah, I think money can't buy you happiness. The happiness that you get, I get at least is from other people. Being around other people, I thrive off that. That's where I get my energy from. So when I don't have those things, then, you know, I start to reflect and and, and starts to get a little bit lonely. But keep pushing. Just keep pushing. So I want to respond to that in, like, two different ways. Like, I want to address, like, the thing about losing people and whatnot. I just, that year that Gramp died, I had a lot of people I lost that year. Like, it was him, my aunt Nell, died of cancer, and my great-grandmother and great-grandfather, they both died, like, within a week of each other. But, every, I feel like I've been to their funerals, Uncle George's funeral, and I don't know if it's, like, something wrong with me, but... I haven't shed, like, one tear. Like, whenever somebody's died, like, of course, like, I feel sad on the inside that they're, like, gone. But I also feel, like, an overwhelming, like, feeling of gratefulness that, like, they were here in the first place. Like, I don't, when somebody dies, I don't feel like I've lost somebody or something. I feel like 
I was giving something and like, you just have to appreciate that time that I had it. Everything has its life cycles. Say you, you got batteries in your remote. Your batteries run out. I'm not even gonna put it like that. Say, you know how everybody gets allergies in the spring, right? Mm -hmm. Your nose is fucked up. And in the moment, it like really feels terrible. But then, I don't know if y'all think this way too, but I, <laughs> when that's happening, eyes watering, sneezing, all that, nose running, all I could think of is, wow, I really appreciated it when I could <laughs> breathe clearly. When I, ain't, when I won't sneeze and use up 150 tissues a day, like, wow, that was a great fucking time. And that's how I always feel about any relationship that I've, like, lost, whether it be gone from, like, death, me and people have just grown apart. And I was talking about, I was talking about this kind of, like, Rayshawn, about what one of my exes, we broke up, she was, like, talking shit about me, saying I wasted her time and whatnot. But I, I look back on that time we had together, I'm like, I thought we had fun. I thought it was a good time we spent together, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, it's not... I don't necessarily look forward into like, how am I going to live my life without this? Because I'm too busy looking back and like, wow, I really enjoyed my time with these people. You feel me? Yeah. And I, and I try to keep that, that mentality. I think for me, it's just, it's, a, it's just harder to do so. I think, and this, this kind of goes back to when we were first talking about church and everything, like, when Gramps died, I didn't, you know, I was pissed off at God. You know, I was like, bro, like, I'm about to graduate in fucking two, three months. Literally two, three months. And he didn't get to see me graduate. And that resentment, and I'll be honest, I probably still hold a little bit of resentment now about that. Some, some anger. And... But I try to, I try to, I try to remember that. Hey, you know, he was put on this earth for X, Y, and Z. He did his job, and he he was recalled. And Uncle George, I remember when Gramps died, he said, "God puts a, puts people on this earth for us to borrow, not for us to have." Right. And I, I that has stuck with me. Um. So I wish, you know, that stuck with me. I wish his recipe stuck with me. Because he taught me how to, <laughs> he taught me how to make a sauce on a couple things. I do remember using mustard and some other stuff. I forget what the sauce was, but I do wish I had remembered some of his cooking his cooking stuff. But uh but yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing that, that I have the problem with. But as I get older I, you just learn how to deal with it. Um so Rachel, you got anything you want to say about this before I move into the next part? I mean, I just got to ask you, do you think money equals happiness? No, not necessarily. But we're, we're going to get into that after we address this next part. Like you said, Nick, about the being close to your family and whatnot, and that what derives, like that's what your happiness derives from? You, yeah. I see that. True, because, like, that's 100% true. I also, for me, I think I look at it more from, an, like, an analytical standpoint. 
like actually being able to physically do it first you know like to actually be able to like do it since we all live in different parts of the country be able to travel set things up it just you know because that's all you really need to be together just be able to travel catch that 400 dollar flight you need money for it so i guess that's just me looking at it from a more analytical standpoint instead of just saying like i need this thing to be happy my brain immediately goes to all right how do i get this thing like how do i get to achieve that goal but i know yeah. what you mean when you say like being around family having the people you love and whatnot because i felt that too like when i got here i know last year i was up i got that bonus i was up and it stuck <laughs> i know you were whatever but i was just out here it was just me yeah. i had the people in the boat but like i didn't really know them like i had no family here i had no friends here but i know it's certain stuff that i can go do myself that doesn't my happiness comes from like a variety of things like i like being outdoors i go to the movies i love going to the movies like i'd be in there i try to get the perfect time where i can be in there by myself and just watch <laughs> a movie whole theater myself in peace bro I always send in a snapchat of him in the movies with nobody <laughs> else in it that has nobody in the movie theater but that stuff like snowboarding like this i feel like that's like the most peaceful feeling like i get that adrenaline rush i'm an adrenaline junkie so whatever I can do, like skydiving, get up in the sky, you see a gorgeous fucking view, even snowboarding, went to the top of the mountain. Shit. Gorgeous fucking view. It's those things on top of being with family and being able to like share those experiences with the people you love. That's what I feel like. That's the like peak happiness from being able to do what I love and share that with the people I love as well. I can see that. 100%. But then when it all comes down to it, Nick, if you only got $3 in your bank account, you're oh, sitting at home alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's 100%. And, I mean, you definitely have that side um, of it, 100%. Because, like, right now I want to get into to drifting and buy a car. And right now the only thing holding me back is what? Money. And drifting is is where my peace comes from. I'll go out on a on a track day. And I'll be there for 12 hours, 14 hours, be tired as hell. But for some reason, you know you feel passionate about something when you just keep going naturally. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. But if something happens, like if I need to change out a tire, whatever it might be, I'll keep pushing. And I keep pushing not from any monetary value. Um, but, yeah, like you said, that part where you said uh, you enjoy doing things with the people you love or 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 you want to do those memories with that's the biggest thing and and 100 agree with that Rachel, you got anything for us yeah let's just listen to y'all talk and this whole time well, not the whole time but most of the time um when i went to church on the fifth i had pastor rodney middleton he said this one line it like put a lot of things into perspective he said it's not about the money it's about the assignment so you don't gain happiness from the money even though the money helps you to get to your happiness which whether it be with the people or doing a thing or something like that but it's not about the money it's just about what it is that makes you happy if that makes sense mm -hmm. and then also 
I learned a lot of lessons from church that I write down. Um, today I learned, well, I didn't learn it, but I quoted, um, pastor said, join yourself to the people, not the place. Um, because life is about people. I do believe. And like Nehemiah said, I'm the same way. Well, if somebody dies, I feel sad on the inside, but I've never like shed a tear or anything of that nature. I just think of it like, well, they're no longer suffering here on earth. They're somewhere, whether it be heaven, if that's what you want to call it, they're in a better place than where they were, no longer suffering. So I enjoy the time that I had with them, and now they're in a better place. Word, 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 word. All right, so I think you covered all the bases. So I want to end this conversation with saying a couple of things. But I'm going to address what you said first. I've been talking about this like a couple of times, like people I've worked with, but I don't know if I ever told like either one of y'all. But bro, do you know how mad I'm going to be if I die and then I got to go to an afterlife? <laughs> Why? Because, bro, I feel like I... I done lived my life. I've been here. Once this shit is done, I just want it to be over with, bro. <laughs> been on this earth working my goddamn ass off. Y'all niggas want to be like, all right, now restart? No. I did my time. It's over with. That's like when this contract up with the Coast Guard. I'm done. I'm out. If I do go to heaven, I'm going to lay in bed by myself until it's over. So... Going off that, do you believe in reincarnation or do you believe in the afterlife? I can't. I don't believe in anything enough to say I actually believe in it. Feel that. Like everything, I have a strong hope. Like there's something greater than us. Like I, I find it hard to believe that we're just here because it just happened. But I can't. I don't feel like I can go as far as to say in as something, I believe that something like 100% exists, or even like 95%, 90, 80, 70. I just know, especially like when we die, I'm, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I can like have faith that I know something will happen. I just know that I'm going to die and whatever happens, happens. Word up. But um, I wanted to end that conversation. These two conversations we just had, saying, "I," you asked me if I believe money is happiness, and I said no. I believe happiness is found wherever you want to find it. So like whatever, it's different for every person. And different things make different people happy. You just gotta know what that is for you. And for the other conversation, you just got to know in order to, like, help you cope and just basically move through life without that overbearing, like, sadness of, like, losing someone or something that you love. You just got to know, like, it's a circle of life. Everything starts and everything ends. I just feel like if you go... And if you don't 
have to realize that, like, in real time, after you lost something, then it'll be a lot easier for you going through it, if you have that knowledge prior to. I can see that. Anything else you want to say to these last topics? Nah, that's, for me, that's just about it. We can go into the to the next next topic. All right, enough yeah, of the introspective shit and all that talking. We about to get into some bullshit. What what y'all want to get to next? I saw Jurassic World. Did y'all see that? that? I heard that shit was trash from my barber earlier today. Yeah, I ain't um, seen that. I'm not gonna say it was trash per se. That nigga told but, me to save my twelve dollars. <laughs> no, 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 like like. <laughs> From our last conversation, right, where we were talking about franchises we would delete, I'm fairly sure all of us said we would delete Jurassic Park. I feel like that's a movie for people who are enthusiastic about Jurassic Park. I heard it was kind of like Spider-Man, but just not as good. Which Spider-Man? The most recent one. Because he said they got all the people from like the first Jurassic Park movies, some people from the newer ones, put them together, but it was no real story. He basically just said they got together, saw the dinosaurs, and started running. Then they got away and the movie ended. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think it was like a Jurassic World movie. I feel like after watching all three Jurassic Worlds, the first one was still the best one. That one actually had kind of a story or something this other two is just like trying to keep the franchise alive trying to you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it it, it wasn't bad was it worth but, the time um <laughs> i always nah, say the answer really. is immediately yes then it's no <laughs> not really he wasn't really worth it i mean <laughs> It was cool, I guess. It wasn't anything super thrilling or exciting for me. But that's like, if you go watch The Last Skywalker and you're not interested at all in Star Wars, it's one of those kind of movies. It's just like, eh, I wouldn't go back to watch this movie. I feel you, I feel you. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a like a Top Gun Maverick kind of movie. Like, I haven't seen the first Top Gun, Ma- Ma- Top Gun movie, but after seeing Maverick, I can go watch, go back and watch Maverick over and over and over again. But I feel like I wouldn't go back and watch this Jurassic World movie again. It was a one and done. Okay. Or it would have to be like a triple feature of all three Jurassic Worlds for me to go watch it again. I said triple feature. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. I gotta, I gotta catch one of them. Like I'm, one of these days, I gotta find out when that shit like that is happening. You just go in the movie theater, send that bitch all day, and watch movies. Have you ever been to one of those, Nick? No. Not at all. Those things are, like, really cool. You're the only person I know that's actually done that before, Sean. Really? I've done it, like, multiple times. I've done it with Jurassic World 1 and 2. I've done it with The Incredibles. I've done it with Deadpool. I think there was a triple feature for the Rise of the Apes movie, or the Planet of the Apes movies. I think I missed that one. But I'm willing to sit down and watch all three of those back to back to back. But, like, it's a really cool experience. Yeah, the movies is lit. That's why I hope them shits don't die because of streaming and whatnot. Because the movies is one of my favorite things about life. But since we are already on the topic of movies, let's go ahead and talk about this um Black Adam trailer. How'd y'all feel about that? 
Man, I ain't gonna lie. I keep it a buck. Like I said, I'm not really a movie person, but I do fuck with Marvel heavy. And I know that's not Marvel, that's DC. I was gonna say I fuck with Marvel heavy. And I did not really fuck with DC heavy. But I can 100% say that DC is on the right track. If this movie is how this trailer is, DC is going to have some competition with Marvel. That shit did look pretty good. Like that, That's the first trailer that I've seen in, in a while where I've been like, all right, now this shit look like it's about to be the one. And first of all, just because I don't even like The Rock. If The Rock is in a movie, it's a 99.9% chance I'm not going to watch that shit. I feel what? the same exact. I feel the same way. <laughs> Why? Wow. Just be corny as fuck, bro. Yeah, like he's. I don't think he's a good actor. He's one of those guys that play the same exact role in every fucking movie he's in. Now, granted, Ryan Reynolds basically does the same thing, but Ryan Reynolds is fucking hilarious. So I don't mind Ryan Reynolds doing it, but somebody like The Rock, I it's just like nah, nah. He and I'm not watching that movie. I don't care how he good got, the movie is, I'm not watching it. But he got good movies. I mean, which one? I like. All right, just going back to the childhood. The game plan is a good movie. That's a that's a that's a valid movie. That is a good movie. You can't lie. I mean, that, it's a. I can argue that that's his best movie. That's his best. Yes. Yeah. I think all right. So what too. about what about um? What's some other movies? Um, wasn't he in? <laughs> you said who? Jumanji. <laughs> I didn't see that. He wasn't wasn't the rock in that movie. It was him and Mark Wahlberg and they were in like Florida. Pain and Gain? Pain and Gain. I like Pain and Gain too. That and then also he has a Walking Tall. Have y'all seen that movie? No, I've never heard of that. No. Bro, that is a good ass movie. I saw that with uh Grant. It would come on like AMC or something on the on the TV. That's a great movie. What's it about? Basically, it's this guy who goes, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, he used to be a, a military personnel, and then he goes back home up in the northwest somewhere, and the lumber mill or something, some big business has closed, and it's uh, ran by uh, this shady guy. I forget his, what is his name? Um, Neil McDowell. McDonald, you he's been in certain movies that you've seen if you looked him up but basically he's the crooked guy and the rock takes him down essentially but it's a good movie i thought now the ratings they get a 6.2 out of 10 Rotten tomatoes gave it a 26 <laughs> i like the movie but those are some pretty bad ratings i will say it came out in like 2004 um back to this trailer though they had this nigga walk around like he was Superman, bro. Yeah, they did. I don't really know anything about Black Adam whatsoever, but they did a good job like giving a little backstory. They said his son basically died trying to save his life. I know that got to be fucked up thing to deal with being a parent. That's just like we were talking about in the fucking Top Gun movie where Maverick basically gave his life to save Goose and this nigga Goose Booster. came right back. 
So you can get a little character development in the trailer and whatnot. And then you see him moving around all fast and shit. The nigga caught a rocket out midair. The shit blew up and then he was just chilling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. I don't know, bro. I I, I really don't know. Because this is it's a The Rock movie. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's The Rock. So I really don't know. I might go watch it. One thing I say, about um, I don't really fuck with John Cena, his acting shit, but oh, Peacemaker is a really good fucking show. And that show made me like The Rock. I'm not The Rock. Made me like John Cena as an actor. What was you about to say? I've never seen that. I've never seen it. You got HBO? Mm-mm. Well, if you get HBO, Peacemaker's on HBO Max. It's a HBO Max original. That shit is fucking fire. Funny as fuck. What were you about to say that before I said all that? I was gonna say, Rashawn has to give it a try because it's a DC movie. I don't even like DC. I don't think I don't like no. Batman. I don't like DC. I don't think DC garners that. I'm not a DC fan either. But if they're gonna start producing movies and they're gonna start kicking off like a a Marvel run. I might have to see all of them. One thing I would say is, Rayshon, you really did like Batman. If I were you, if I and I like Batman as much as you did, I would go see it just off the strength that they did such a good job with that movie. Well, that I thought they did such a good job with that movie. I being you, because I being myself, think the Batman was shit. I mean, I guess I'll go give it a try. But, oh no, man, DC got flops like a lot of flops like because the batman doesn't feel like a dc eu movie it just feels like its own movie because then they coming out with a flash movie and they coming out with black adam i feel like robert patterson's batman doesn't fit in with that you know what i'm saying black adam doesn't fit in with that not with the batman no um, I don't know. He was kind of giving me the same vibes as Batman was in that trailer. But no, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I say that because, like, the Batman felt, like, super grounded. Nobody had any supernatural powers. It really was a dude dressed up as a bat and a crazy dude who planted bombs everywhere. That's all Batman is. Yeah, yeah. That's, it felt grounded. There was nothing supernatural. But Black Adam, that's like a black Superman from the trailer. But see, the, the, another reason I'm going to go see this Black Adam movie is because I thought Black Adam was a villain from, like, the Injustice. The only thing I've, only time I've ever heard about him was, like, in the Injustice 2. I think he was in that. But other than that, I don't know shit about Black Adam. I thought the Black trailer, Adam was, like, the villain of Shazam. He was. But in the trailer, he's portrayed as an anti-hero. Man, I don't like so, like, I did not like Shazam at all. Yeah, because you don't got good taste. But in the trailer, he was a hero, <laughs> which I like that. I like that perspective. Not really good, not really bad. You're somewhere in between, like Deadpool. I guess I'll watch it. I like a good anti-hero story. Deadpool I wasn't a fan of. Nigga, what? I wasn't a fan. I found I wasn't a fan at all. Why not? One, I don't really care for movies. Two, it was... I mean, it's gonna sound crazy. Like, I watched some fucked up shit. I played GTA. 
That movie was kind of raunchy, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> it is. I, 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 really, I didn't really care for it. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just didn't really care for that movie. So you must not be a real Marvel fan like that, then. I mean, I'm a, I can't say I'm a Marvel fan. I'll be honest. But there are certain movies that Marvel has done, like Captain America, Iron Man, and Avengers, that I fuck with. Because and that's Deadpool. Oh, Black Panther. My fault. I like those movies. Just, like you have to respect the movies just off the fact that Ryan Reynolds and the writers they portray Deadpool like perfectly. That is that character in every way, shape, and form. Yes. Yes. Like that raunchy shit. <laughs> that's Deadpool. You can even go as far as to say it was a little toned down for the movie. <laughs> yes. That's wild. Now, switching on the topic of Deadpool, Nehemiah, do you think the second Deadpool movie was good? It's been a while since I... Well, you gotta, it's been a long ass time since I've seen the second one. Because I know they're making a third one. And I don't know if I want to watch it. Because I like the first Deadpool movie because it was a Deadpool movie. <laughs> but then they made a second one, and I'm like, eh, it, it was cool, but do we need another one? I, I would, I would like another one. I'm, re- I don't remember disliking the second Deadpool movie, but that being said, I don't remember liking it either. So it can only be like so good, you know? Yeah. But the first Deadpool movie, I can tell you, like that entire whole movie, what happens. That's probably because I've seen it, like, it's been less than a year since the last time I've seen it. It's been less than six months, or six, probably six or seven months the last time I've seen that movie. So, and that, that take might be a little skewed, but, you know, I was about to say something else, but I completely forgot what I was about to say. I don't know, but <clears throat> to elaborate on uh, Black Adam... Y'all peep Kanye rapping? Huh? Y'all ain't peep Kanye rapping? When? Uh, in the in the trailer, I think like halfway through. I thought that was Jay Z. Nah, that was Ye. I thought it was Ye. It was I a song. It was Jay Z. Like they were playing. It was it? like the background song. Yeah. Was it a release song or what? I don't. I didn't recognize the song, but I mean Kanye bag go deep so. I mean, I was, was he, like, getting his bars off or what? Nah, it was just one of those, you know, like, one of those background songs they play. You'd be like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but... You was fucking with it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Kanye fan. Not saying... I mean, I am a Kanye fan. Not, like, the new Kanye. But anyway, like, it won't bad. Like, I was just more interested in the fact that with all the shit that Kanye has been through... And the media like criticizing whatever X Y and Z. I'm just really surprised he's on the soundtrack for it. I think more than anything, out of all the artists you could have chose that are popular or in the limelight right now. Yeah, I ain't surprised because it's Kanye. You can never go wrong with Kanye, bro. I mean, yeah, that's true. They could have chose Drake though. I mean, it's a little bit disrespectful. You know, I I don't think Drake would fit. Nah, he actually wouldn't. 
What is some? Bring up one of them topics you had, Nick. One of them other ones. Are we done with Black Adam first? Are y'all getting yeah, we'll, else? I don't have nothing left on Black Adam. But Sean? no. All right, what you got, Nick? The Hustle movie on Netflix. Y'all see it? No. Oh, my Nigga. You're missing out. You gotta watch that shit, Rayshawn. You gotta gotta talk about it. I'll watch it later today, most likely. All right, bet. You definitely have to watch that movie. I'll just... I I won't spoil everything. I mean, there's really not too much to spoil, but... We gonna talk about it. (laughs) I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But... It's LeBron James produced and Adam Sandler. First of all, that's a hell of a duo right there. But the movie, if the people listening haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It just came out, I think, on Friday. Friday? Yep. Um, and no, it came out Thursday. It came out Thursday or Wednesday because I was off. Mm-hmm. But anyway, basically this player from Spain is getting scouted by Adam Sandler. He's He's the scouter, and Adam Sandler has been trying to find quote-unquote the perfect basketball player. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Did you know that the person that plays him is the actual NBA player? Yeah. I did not know that. You can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. And uh, so Adam Sandler, he's a, he's a scout. He's looking for his player. He goes over to Spain, blah, blah, blah. He sees this dude, picks him up, takes him over, um, and then I mean, pretty much, if you were to guess a storyline of how it went, you could probably guess how it went. The biggest things I loved about that movie was one that used real NBA players. That needs to happen more often. I don't care if it's a football movie, a basketball movie, whatever. That's baseball. expensive, though. These I mean, doing that shit for free. Well, I mean, they ain't doing it for free, but when one of the greatest players of all time asks you to be in a movie or whatever, you gonna take a little bit of a pay cut to be in a LeBron James movie. I will say. We ain't gonna sit here and act like niggas getting paid a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to be in the movie. That's like, oh, this is my dog. movie. Or I'm gonna go to your team and we're gonna trade you. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Yeah. So it was a great movie. I probably rated like a I give it like an eight point five out of ten. I mean it ain't perfect, but it was a great movie. Um so and then also on that, I was like, how can, how can you hate LeBron, dude? Like, this is a good-ass movie. People still hate LeBron. But would you, if, if you want to elaborate anything else to the, the story, Nehemiah, you can go ahead. Be my guest. Hey, dude. What is his name? Like, Juan has, Juan H. That's what I'm going to call him. I don't know how to say his last name. Uranko <laughs> Hernan Gomez. That nigga's in the wrong profession. He need to put down that goddamn basketball and go get us some more movies. Because I looked up his stats and whatnot. And for an NBA player, it's not that it's not a very remarkable NBA career. I don't know what he did overseas. But nigga, this man is a talent. He need to go get in some other movies and shit. For real, for real. But one of the main things I want to say about this movie is this shit was like a grade A example in the beginning of how like shit will be going swell and then life just come and fucking knock you the fuck down. You got to figure that shit out. Yep. And I'm going to tie that. That's kind of like a callback to what I said earlier about 
giving yourself that accountability because like he got the promotion he's been waiting for his entire career and then the person that gave him the promotion dies and then someone's like nah fuck that you still doing the job you was doing so like it's like his whole world changed for the better one moment and then a couple hours later boom back to the way it was yep and he took that like he just took that shit on the chin Pulled himself up by his bootstraps and like, all right, this is what I'm going to do to like get myself back in that position so where I can actually be where I wanted to be, which is that assistant coach position. And he did that shit. He didn't like mope around, try to place that blame on anybody else. He didn't really, you can tell he was obviously like fucked up about it, like it hurt his feelings, but he used that as fuel to push through and get to where he really wanted to be. Yeah. And I think also to elaborate on that, <clears throat> a key part in that is he immediately he he took advice from somebody and he quit his position. And then he didn't know where the fuck to go from there as far as like, you know, just you know how you like you might quit a job or right. something might happen you be like, "Bro, I don't know how I'm going to get this shit done." But you're going to get it done. That's what happened. And that's like with anything, you know, it's like you take a new step in life, new journey, or like when I moved to Texas, I was like, bro, I don't know how I'm going to like set up my apartment, get shit done. I don't know what the fuck to do. Got the shit done though. It all works. It works out. If you stay persistent and consistent, shit will work out. And that's my thing. Like, you just got to believe in yourself. I'm going to tie it back into, like, what I said about when I couldn't go to school I wanted to, and I had to, like, basically figure it out from there. Join the military. If I still want to go to school when I get out, boom, I can do that. Go for free. And I got so many other options. Like I said, it's like, it's no one way to do what you want to do. Life's going to come through. Knock you on your ass. You just got to make sure that you get back up. Like, I had another point that I was about to get to and I fucking forgot. But I'm going to switch it over anyway and say, I really like Adam Sandler more in the movies where he's playing a serious role than comedies. Him and Kevin Hart. I feel like they're much better actors yeah. when they're yeah. doing shit like drama. Like this, yeah. Uncut Gems, these are fucking great movies. I want to see more of Adam Sandler like this. Yeah, Adam Sandler definitely gets in a different bag when he's in that serious role. Same thing for Kevin Hart. Because also for Kevin Hart, like Adam Sandler, you like he's played a couple serious roles that you know that okay he can he can actually act. It's not all goofy shit. Kevin Hart, you know him for comedy, so it's like all right, what what can you do? Can can you actually be an actor, or are you just a comedian? Right. And Kevin Hart, when he gets into to those roles, he can do it. And I think he definitely should do more and do it well. Yeah, and he does he does it well. He does it great. And you also see that in a lot of other comedians. Um, they get into certain roles and they're more, they get serious and they're actually good at, at their jobs. And then they, they go on from greatness from there. So I definitely need to see more Kevin Hart movies. He hasn't had anything come out in a while, I think. Fatherhood uh, came out last year, I think, on Netflix. Last okay, that's the one where he had lost his wife. Yeah, I think so. Did you watch it? 
Yeah, yeah. It was a Is good it movie. good? So like I I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, that's one of his his serious roles. That was good. That was a good movie. Like I put that I knew that I was gonna bring up Kevin Hart in this and I was gonna watch it. I just couldn't find the time to get around to it yet. Yeah, I would I would definitely watch that movie. That was a, a great movie. I'm not gonna lie. What would you y'all say? Y'all killing me. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all killing me with all this Netflix talk. Like I really don't watch Netflix. And y'all keep bringing yeah, up stuff on Netflix. Cause you're missing out. You lucky I didn't bring up Bojack Horseman in the Midnight Gospel. That's me <laughs> for another time. What the fuck is that? That Bojack Horseman is the best animated show on Netflix. That's the that best character. To... Have you seen it? No, I hate animated shit. Animated stuff is fucking annoying. I don't like Bro, that show. Is over. It started in like 2014. It had six seasons, and I've always seen it pop up. I didn't watch it until like this year, a couple like a month ago, two months ago. I started. I know at home still on the couch, can't go to work. This show has the best character development I have seen in any movie, series, or TV show ever. Like Bojack Horseman is a hundred percent worth your time. And I thought the same thing. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, fucking horse people, cat people. What is this animated bullshit? But they on there, like it's a bunch of like real life shit. They talk about like alcoholism, depression. Fucking the main character got beef with his parents. So does one of the other characters. It's like three different characters where they all got like beef with their parents. And it's all like in different ways. One of them is like a fucking workaholic. And she basically like juggling a million things at once. Another one is one of those people. Did I say depression? No. That one of those people, he's like fucking super happy all the time. But... You know, it's like kind of covering up a deeper underlying issue. Yeah. But in the first couple seasons, it's like, all right, it's these fucking, this rich guy doing like crazy rich guy shit, drinking, getting himself in trouble and whatnot. But as the seasons go on, like you see him go through rehab, eventually end up in jail, has fucking different girlfriends and shit. It's a really good fucking show. Like, the only knock about it that I can say is that it's fucking animated and a lot of people won't watch it because of that goofy animation style and the fact that people are, like, characters. I mean, people are animated. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not watching. I don't watch animated shit. <clears throat> Bro, I'm telling you, Nick. The last lines of that show, last two lines of that show really got to me, bro. Like, he was sitting on the roof with, like, one of his best friends. And he goes, well, well, this is one thing. He was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we like never talk to each other again? And this is like when he's out of jail to go to like his ex-girlfriend's wedding, his ex-girlfriend and agent. He goes to her wedding, talking to one of his best friends on the roof. Like, wouldn't it be crazy if we never talk to each other again? And she looks at him like, <laughs> like they're never going to talk again. And basically like all the people in the main character's life, like cut him off because he's like, He's bad news, basically. But the last two lines, he says to her, life's a bitch and then you die. And then she looks at him like, or life's a bitch and you keep living. <laughs> yeah. And I just laid in the fucking bed and just thought about that and all the other shit that covered in the show. I'm going to send you two episodes of that show to watch. 
And if you don't like those episodes, then just don't watch the show. Oh, all I got to say is this, man. All I got to say is this. I'm not going to. So quit asking. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing yourself a disservice. I'm not watching it. Huh? I'm not watching it. Bro. <laughs> I refuse. I'm not watching it. Episode free churro. He's in a, his mom died. And he's in a funeral home talking about And he's in a funeral home talking about all this shit that he didn't get to say to his mom. How he basically he basically hated her and he felt like she hated him, but they never got to really like reconcile their feelings about each other because she died. He's in there talking about that. And it's basically like I want to say fuck you but you're my mom but then again <laughs> i shouldn't really feel like this because you made me feel like shit my whole life i'm weak and he's like really going through it and then he realizes that he's in the wrong room at the funeral home <laughs> bruh <laughs> what the hell the funny funniest part about that fucking it's called free churro he talks about like after he got the news that his mom died he went to this fucking like fast food restaurant like Jack in the Box or something. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's a free churro. And he goes, nobody tells you that when your mom dies, you get a free churro. <laughs> <laughs> the show is so fucking good, though. Yeah, it sounds like it's hot ass. But I was looking at, uh, I was on TikTok and I was going through and this made me think of the basketball movie and shit like that. But do you know that Kobe... And this is crazy because it seems like after Kobe died, everybody got a fucking Kobe story. You know who got a Kobe story in a movie that we just watched? Who? Miles Teller. Are we about to, I don't know who that is, but are we getting away from Hustle? Oh, I yeah, wanted, yeah. I wanted to address one more thing about Hustle before we get into the next topic. That nigga right. Anthony Edwards did his fucking thing in that goddamn movie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Bro, that shit was so funny. Like, I seen all the tweets. People was really giving him his props. That man was in that shit. He was in that movie talking cash shit. And I seen said, so many people fucking on Twitter talking about, like, yeah, he was in that movie, but he won't act in. <laughs> he was talking really shit. Know. He said, uh, they had me weak when he said, because the guy, the main character in that movie, is uh, from Spain, and he said, Olay, bitch. That shit had me weak. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. And when he said, that was, shit was fucked up. He was like, he got some... He was trying to make it seem like he was fucking his mom, and he had a baby. Oh, yeah. He was like, is that okay over there where you have? Because, you know, we don't really like that over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, didn't it, did he say something about did he say something about fucking his daughter, too? He ain't saying nothing about fucking his daughter. I couldn't he waved at her. She waved back, and he was like, hey, look, she likes me. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and the dude got pissed. <laughs> yeah. That movie was good. That movie was good. All right, but yeah. Miles Teller? So, I was going through TikTok, and Miles Teller said that Kobe and him were like, not friends, but you know how Hollywood is, you know, you you see somebody and you you know of them, you know them. Mm-hmm. And uh he said he had DM Kobe and he was like, Hey man, I love the movie Muse, the the movie that Kobe Bryant I think he got a 
Did he get an Oscar for that movie, Muse? I didn't see that. Bro, it's, it's have you seen it? Nah, I haven't seen it. Bro, it's so good. What Everybody it said it's good. It's really good. It's just like his story. Like from when he was a kid to like when he got injured. And I think it goes to when he retired. I'm not completely, I don't remember. It's been like some years since I've seen it, but it was really good. It's just about Kobe? Yeah, it's about yeah. Kobe. It's an autobiography, basically. Oh. Yeah, I might have to watch that. But what you saying, Nick? But <clears throat> Marcelo was talking about a time that he had reached out to Kobe and said, hey, man, I love the movie X, Y, and Z. Kobe was like, I made this movie for people like us. And he was like, I love, I forget what movie Miles Teller was in, but he said, I love the movie so-and-so. And Miles Teller was like, what the fuck? Like, Kobe Bryant likes me? And then he said he saw him at, I don't know if it was a red carpet or some event. And Kobe saw him. He was like, my man, what's up? And uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think I a crazy-ass feeling, bro. Bro, to have Kobe Bryant, like... Had Kobe Bryant come up to me and be like, hey man, what's up? Like recognize you, know, you know, know you. Like that that has to be a, a good feeling. Also, I think it's a good feeling with any with anybody, but then at the same time, and I've I've noticed this with certain I've been around a few famous people recently within the drift community. And I will say hundred percent, they're just normal people, and you get used to it. Like I could probably walk around. I could probably walk around like Aaron Rodgers. This is just some random name to pop up. I don't. I could walk around Aaron Rodgers and not freak out. I'd be like, "What's up, man?" And then realistically, like I'm not gonna have anything to talk about with him. Cause what am I asking him? Hey, what team are you gonna play for next? Like, nigga, no. Like, what the fuck am I gonna say? Oh, how is it playing against Aaron Donald? Like, why? You know, it's just like more of a what's up thing. But did you see that video of your man's in the airport? Taking shots. Yeah, you can play it like they, how they played it, you know? They just seen him in there. Like, hey, come over here, take a shot with us. And he went over there and took that shot with him. Yeah, I can't lie. I mean, I definitely have stuff to talk about with Drake that I have in my notes. I definitely have conversations that I, I have to have with him. I wouldn't be that cool. But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, He's they... have notes for when I meet Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Nah, I'm playing. I ain't got no notes. I definitely have stuff I would talk about, though. 100%. They definitely got stuff. But, yeah, I don't know if I could play it as cool as them. They they were playing that shit hella cool. I feel like I'd be able to keep my composure around Drake. I don't know, man. That's Drake, man. I feel like that's Cap. That, Why? Because niggas say that. It's Drake, bro. Like, if you go around... Well, you met Tyron Lou. He's not nothing popular, but... That's an NBA champion. Yeah, but it's Tyron Lue, nigga. Like nobody. NBA. Cha- How many NBA champions have you met? Have I met? Uh, I don't give a fuck. If, you, if a nigga won, wins an NBA championship, I don't care if you rode the bench the whole fucking time. That's something to be respected. So, nigga, you tell me you see Matthew Della Vadova, you gonna get hyped? No, because I don't know who the fuck that is. All right, then. <laughs> you won't get me. But if you show me that ring, I'm like, hey, I, let me shake your hand. I kept my composure because I need. Did I ever tell you tell you that story about what happened? I briefly remember, but I don't recall one hundred percent. I was at that. I went to the orientation for that college. That I did not go to. It was over. Me, my grandma, and my, and her sister. 
I guess my my great aunt. We went right next door to the school. Went to Brooklyn Chop House, and the crazy thing is, he was the only famous nigga in there that day either. <laughs> we sitting next. They sit us down, and I do not recognize this nigga Tyron Lue at all. But then my grandma looks over. Let me tell you how we're sitting. My grandma's in the booth. We're at one table. He's at the table next to us. He's basically sitting next to my grandma, but at a different table, like right next to us. So I'm looking at my grandma's face, and if I just look over to the left, I can see his face. But, you know, I'm not really paying attention to who's in the restaurant with us. But she was. She was like, she looked over at this nigga. Says <laughs> to him. You look familiar. I know you're from somewhere. You're from Virginia? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, grandma. I look over at him, and I was like, excuse me, sir, what's your name? And he was like, Ty. And I said, oh, nice to meet you. Can I shake your hand? <laughs> and he picture of me and everything. You should have asked him what it felt like when AI stepped over him. <laughs> That's wild. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't do that because he was like, he was with a girl. I don't know. I guess it was his wife, his girlfriend or whatever. But, like, I didn't even ask him to, like, take a picture. He asked me. And I was like, no, I ain't gonna make you get up, like, in the middle of your meal and take a picture and whatnot. But, like, before he left, he was like, yeah, come on, let's take a picture. And I was like, shit, nigga, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna say no to that. He yeah. asked you, though? Like... Yeah, he was like, you want a picture? And I was like, oh, no, man, that's cool. I ain't gonna make you do that. Because, you know, famous people have to, like, take pictures with people, like, all the fucking time. But then, yeah, see, that's how I, I to be like modest. He was like, "Oh man, come on!" And I got up quick as fuck. Nah, see, that's how I know that nigga ain't famous enough. Yeah, no famous motherfucking gonna ask you to take a picture, and they not gonna want to take a picture. Yeah, I feel the same way. If a celebrity asks you to take a picture with them, nah, bro, no. It counted, but it ain't count. I mean, I'll be, I'll be a little bit. It's, it would hype me up. to read the room. He could tell by how the way I reacted. When I found out it was him, that I was like, oh shit, this is fucking Tyron Lou. <laughs> like, he could tell that, like, I wanted the picture, I just ain't say nothing. And so I ain't gonna, ain't like fucking. You were acting like goddamn yellow bees, yellow bees in that bitch. He still lose <laughs> some points for asking you to take the picture. All right, bro. You got I'm just it. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's not that it's not that simple. I mean, I get what you're saying, but nah. at the same time, we walked in that restaurant and they was like setting up shit in there. They were setting up like video cameras and whatnot. I was like, oh, they about to record something here. We just kept walking. But then I look on the Brooklyn Chop House Instagram page just to see like see what's popping there, see who had they coming in there. And it was fucking DJ Premier. DJ Premier! Bro, I was like, damn, I wish we would have stayed in that bitch, bro. <laughs> what the funny. fuck was we even talking about before? Oh, yeah, keeping our composure, Drake and whatnot. So, let me ask you this. If what celebrities or celebrity would make you lose your shit? Okay. Like, maybe not like fangirl, like, oh my, like I'm freaking out type shit. But on that level of like where you know to stay calm. But on the inside, you're like, oh, no way this is real right now. Snow Allegro. What? 
No Allegro. Probably. What would you say what like that for? I mean, she famous, but she ain't like, I wouldn't think that would be one. Heard her music? Yeah, I love her music. She's one of my favorite R&B singers, and she is fine as all hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Georgia Smith fine as fuck, too. That's, mm, 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 mm. Uh, probably too. Dave Chappelle, too. Like, I would be cool, but, like, deep down inside, niggas would be able to tell, like, bro, I'm sitting here this bitch next to Dave Chappelle. Next <laughs> <laughs> Um, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else? Mm, I can't really think of nobody else. That was the Great. one that you thought, okay. I can't see myself, like, going Drake. crazy. You said Drake? Yeah. But I'm telling you, bro, if I see Drake in real life, I'm going to try to keep my cool. <laughs> but on the inside, I'm going to go crazy, like, yo, that's Drake. What yeah. the f- bro. 100%. Like that's Drake. Same with if I seen Jay Z, if I ever see Jay Z, Jay Z, um, Michael B. Jordan, oh one hundred percent. It's Michael B. Jordan. What you mean? I mean, yeah, it's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's the guy, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. That that one threw me off. I ain't gonna lie. That might be a little bit sus. That might I might put down any. Why is that sus? You think he cute, nigga? Nah, but it's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> nah, dude, it's not. <laughs> I don't know if anybody who's a fan of his acting. It's Mike. Okay, any, anywho. <laughs> That's under the sus category. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. I can't think of nobody else right now. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I'll definitely have to say Drake, number one. Jay-Z. Probably Cole. Cole, too. Yeah, him. Cole. And Kendrick. I don't think I ever see Kendrick. They yeah, got Andover, fucking J. Cole or Kendrick. They just seem like... They just seem like some real, like, cool, chill-ass niggas. I don't think I'd be able to fucking get excited around them like that. Pause. Yeah, I don't... I mean, they J. Cole definitely chill. I mean, Kendrick, too. Yeah, they both is. Um, Who else? Drake, J. Cole, and I would have to say, for some reason, Denzel, like, I feel like I'd be pretty dumb excited to meet Denzel. That's he got, he got some cool, he got some good ass movies, like, he, he's top notch. I would I go say. more with um, Samuel L. Jackson, but. Yeah, Samuel I would get him to say motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that, bro. <laughs> Just say it one time for me, please. <laughs> Just say it once. And that's pretty much it. As far as like celebrity people, I've met in the drifting world the top notch guys pretty much. So I already got my excitement out. Like a YouTuber that I pretty much was like a fan of. I mean, I'm still kind of a fan, but now it's not really like. I can DM this person and they literally look at my DM. Like they see my DM and they, they, they respond. So I like reached that pinnacle where I'm like, okay, I've been, I've been checked that it's reality now. And it's weird because there are other people that might wish I, they were in my position. So, All right. but that's pretty much it. I'm not see what you're saying. Cause like I can, 
shoot my boy Ty Lewis Texan. You know it's cooling, but nigga, please. <laughs> um, I think I don't even know what topic we on right now. But if I had to move on to the next topic, this, this is perfect. What you if got? You use three people all time to sit down at a table and have dinner with. Who would, who would you pick up? Rayshawn first. Oh shit! Why you put me on the spot? Wait, wait. Um, are, we, are we having one dinner? Are we? Is this three separate dinners? Or are we all having dinner together? How you want to do? I was gonna say one dinner together. I know if it was me, I, I need my own individual shit with each one of you niggas. All right, we we do it. We we'll, we'll do it separate dinners then. All right, who you got, Rayshawn? I'm gonna have to go second or last. You put me on the spot. Um, three. I gotta think. Um, you go first, This is this is all time. Mm-hmm. Well, I got I got two right now. Um, Jay Z, number one. Okay. Tinker Hatfield, number two. And who's Tinker Hatfield? He designed. He he got really famous off designing Jordans. I don't say that name sounds familiar as fuck. I knew it had something to do with shoes. Yeah, he was a well-renowned sneaker designer. And uh, Kevin Samuels. Bruh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Kevin Hart, probably Jay Z too. You know, you you gotta go with dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> and all time, all time, all time. The all time it's just it's no I'm trying to pick somebody from the past. But the past it's nothing I can really it's nothing y'all can really do for me right now. Unless I'm trying to start a war. <laughs> That's all <laughs> niggas from the past you wanna do. Pretty much. Kevin Hart, Jay Z, and probably I'm gonna go with Noah Allegra. Just so I can have dinner with a beautiful woman that can sing. Okay. Now you already know who I'm rocking with. I mean, I ain't got it. Ain't got me no introduction. Great. <laughs> All right. You know I gotta, you know I gotta go with Drizzy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to throw MJ up in there. Michael, I mean, Michael Jackson. Let me do Michael Jackson. He's gonna touch you. That's fine. He's not young enough. And, <laughs> and if I had to choose one more, Drake, Michael Jackson. And I might sit down with. I'm gonna go ahead and say real quick I'm switching Jay Z for Michael Jordan. Fuck what you talking about. He needs to sit down with MJ. I don't know. MJ a coon, but... <laughs> and Drake yeah. ain't? Who? And Drake ain't? No. Alright. Drake literally had a music video giving out 10, what, millions of dollars, a million dollars. And, and Michael Jordan be... gives back like LeBron does, but it's just seldom to show it. Man, please. Peace, King. MJ MJ said that uh when he MJ's from North Carolina, I'm gonna get to my third person. I'm gonna say this. 
Them days from North Carolina. There was a racist dude running for senator. Ooh, I know and, where you're going with this. And MJ said, I and this is why a lot of Republicans have him as the greatest of all time when you talk about when you talk about players too. That's a fact. And he said, I don't do politics. Cause I don't know it. I was like, okay. So he said more than that. He said more than that. If he don't do politics, he don't do politics. I mean, yeah, that's how. You can't hold that against him. He said more than that. He was like, it was a racist dude running for senator or whatever. And the, it was a black dude going against him. The black dude and everybody else wanted Michael Jordan to root for the black dude. But Michael Jordan was like, well, Republicans buy shoes too. And then he kind of like covered it up saying, I'm just a basketball player. I don't do politics. That's what he got in trouble for. I understand that though, because he's a basketball player. If the nigga ain't into politics, he ain't into politics. Bruh, trying, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to do what's best for us. So that nigga's a Michael Jordan's like a fucking billionaire. What's best for him is tax breaks and all the shit so the Republicans gonna give him. Can't blame him for that. I mean, if that's what he wanna do, that's what he wanna do. But anyway, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really ride with Jordan like that. But anyway, my third person, it might be the nigga who created algebra. Because matter of fact, we going to have dinner and I'm going to whoop that nigga ass. Keep it a buck. I'm going to have dinner and he going to die. I'm going to feed him and then kill him. I'm dead. Get his ass to death. Bro, you an evil dude, bro. What the fuck? There's a few people I want to smoke. That went left. There's a, there's, a, there's a few people in life I want to smoke with. Now, I'm not a hostile person. But there's a few people, like, whoever made algebra and on, up to trigonometry, stats, whatever, they can all get their hands. Then whoever created the P6 pump container, they can definitely catch their yeah. hands. <laughs> Bro. Oh, that's we. It. And uh, that's, that's pretty much for the most part. Those are the top two right now on my list. But, yeah, if I had to choose all, all three. But, nah, seriously, the last one would probably be, probably would be uh, Jay-Z or something like that. I would probably have to say Jay-Z. I just don't feel like Jay-Z got that much to say. Man, what? You know how many stories Jay has that he he hasn't told yet? I mean, but I don't care about his stories. I'm trying to figure out how to get trying to get to that billionaire status like he is. That's why I'm going to go sit down and talk to Kevin Hart. Because Kevin Hart does everything under the sun. You know how to Jay run it. Jay, you said what? Jay's a billionaire. Yeah, but he's not on the same level as Kevin Hart is. What? What do you mean by that? Do you know all the shit Kevin Hart does? What you, bro? What do you? You know what Jay Z? Kevin Hart does stand up. He's an actor. He has a podcast. He, Kevin Hart has his hands like in so much shit. He can fucking. Kevin Hart can tell you how to be successful in any field in entertainment. If that's what you're looking for. But if, you, if you're saying to hit a bill, it ain't Kevin Hart. Because Kevin Hart ain't even hit a half a mil yet. Kevin Hart. Half a 500 mil, my fault. If you look at, like, impact on, like, the entertainment industry, Kevin Hart has a much bigger impact than 
Jay-Z does. On acting, not in music, Jay has more of an impact in... I said in the entertainment industry as a whole. I don't know if I could... mm. Yes, because Jay-Z raps. What else does he do? What don't he do? He raps. (laughs) What else does he do? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he involves himself in other things. Mike? Yeah, I couldn't be 100% with you. Most of the shit he does has to do... Most of the shit he does in the entertainment industry has to do with music. Which is fine. Kevin Hart, I'm saying, but Kevin Hart started off as a stand-up comedian, and he's transcended that many times over. Yeah. Kevin Hart is known in every household in the United States. Jay-Z is not. Mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know. You can only go that route because of the fact that when you get into acting, you're going to see more people that have household names and people who are music artists. Because you don't listen to country, but you know who more actors, you've seen more actors, even if you might not know their name. Music artists, you might hear their song, but you're definitely probably going to forget that song. See, and that's the thing. Kevin Hart is originally a stand-up comedian. He's not limited to just one thing. Jay-Z is known for music. and That's what he's known, yeah. I mean, that's his main known. I mean, he, he definitely has other investments in other things. Kevin Hart's a comedian, film producer, author, screenwriter, voice actor, Jay-Z television producer, film actor. Jay is a film producer, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a movie Jay has produced. But it's not like Kevin Hart, though. There's many. There's a fuck ton of films produced by fucking... Kevin Hart. But that's, that's, that's acting, though. I mean, he's going to put some respect on Kevin Hart's name. I mean, I ain't Kevin Hart is that nigga. I ain't disrespecting him. I'm just saying. But you're not giving him the respect he deserves. I'm not disrespecting him, no. I'm just saying I just don't believe that he's better than Jay-Z as an entrepreneur. What is the name of Jay-Z's business? Probably... Jay-Z is something Empire. So you don't know. I don't know Kevin Hart's either. Niggas know about Heartbeat Productions. I recall now that you said it, but it ain't something that I remembered. Man, Kevin. And, bro. Jay-Z got his own label. You said. What is, what is his label? He has his own label. I can't think of the name, though. Rock Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. See, can't think of that nigga heart, heartbeat productions. See, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say Rock Nation, but when I thought of Rock Nation, I thought of Rock Aware, and I know Rock yeah, Aware is not a thing. thing anymore. Rock Nation, Rock Aware, that that's all encompassed. No, it ain't. You wanna put money on it? You think Rock Aware and Rock Nation are together? Hold on, I'm googling it right now. I'm pretty sure Rock Aware is uh, Damon Wayne's. Oh, Rock Aware was Jay Z's. Is Rock Aware Jay Z? In 1999, he founded the clothing retailer Rock Aware. Oh, well, shit. Well, he's in clothing. Kevin Hart ain't. How much money you put on that? I ain't put nothing. We ain't throw no money on it. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Hart got Nikes. Did you know that? Yeah. 
Kevin pretty Hart sure got... Kevin Hart has a. Kevin Hart has everything, bro. Kevin Hart has fucking like a fucking protein shake he's selling now. I know y'all seen that Vita Hustle ad on Instagram. I have not. No. But I mean, Kevin Hart does fitness, so I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Oh, that's another thing he's in <laughs> fitness, JD too. JD don't do fitness, he's a billionaire. Anyway, what else we got? Kevin Hart is better. You can learn anyway, a lot more shit from Kevin. I'm not even gonna lie to you. After hearing this back and forth, I might change Jay Z to Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Jay Z gonna teach you how to do flip a pack. I mean, he he's a billionaire. Dude came from the streets and is a billionaire. Yeah, he knows something about business. He's a billionaire. How old is Jay Z? Fifty. Fifty something. Kev 40 something. Yeah. He had more skin in the game than Kev do. That's why he got more time. But Kevin Hart is definitely going to hit that billionaire before he gets up out of here. Or LeBron James. I might take LeBron James too. Yeah, LeBron too. He's smart. I don't know. I'd take That's LeBron smart. over Jay. I'm taking a lot of people over Jay Z. <laughs> you disrespectful. How? I fuck with his music, but I feel like people. Other people have a lot more to teach. So we're going to talk about the finals. Don't game oh. six come on, five, game five come on soon. It comes on tomorrow. I thought it came on today. It didn't go on. It didn't come on. The game, there was no game yesterday, was it? No. Nah, it came on the tomorrow. Game Friday. But game five is Monday. Are y'all serious? I know this for a fact. Why is it a two-day break? Get him the weekend off so he can get to fucking, um, they gotta go to, what's it called? The Bay. Yeah. But I'm telling you, bro, I was watching that game, and I was saying, like, if it was over for the Warriors if they win that game, this series is gonna be clapped. And I think yeah. it's over for the Warriors if they, don't, if they don't win this series 4 2, I don't think they're gonna win. You said what? If they don't win in six, I don't think the Warriors are going to win. Oh, I got you. They're not winning another game in Boston. I agree. I don't know. I'll say this. Jason Tatum has uh, been underperforming, for sure. I don't know. I was watching the game, and Jason Tatum was looking like him out there. Jeff Curry averages more points per game than Jason Tatum has in field goal percentage. No, that's no fucking way. Yes. That's fucking yeah. <laughs> yes. That's gnarly. What is this field goal percentage? Jason Tatum's field goal percentage is like 33 point or 34 point something, and Steph Curry's averaging like 34.7 points. But even then, the Celtics are working with a lot more than what the Warriors are right now. Did you gotta go do colors? No, nah, they, they're doing some cleanup shit, but. Oh, yeah, I was saying, um. Boston, it's just they got more people on their team that are performing. They don't need Jason Tatum to go score all the points. But the yeah. way the fucking Warriors are playing, they need Curry to go out there and drop 40. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are essentially the 16, or the 18 Cavs right now where Curry is doing everything. I mean, I won't say 100% like that, but I mean, Curry is doing a lot. Wiggins has stepped up for sure. He's definitely played pretty well, I will say. Draymond is just being Draymond. He's Draymond. And yeah, then Draymond's Clay, not being Draymond. <laughs> Draymond having a hell of a performance. Didn't he like two, three, and two the other night? 
Yeah, some shit like something like that. It was wicked. But Draymond like is definitely not being Draymond. Yeah, he's playing like ass, and I don't know why. I love Draymond. Everybody, a lot of people don't like Draymond. I love. Yeah, his mom shitting on him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Andrew. He had like seventeen and fourteen. But what you gonna say? <laughs> say what you gonna say, bro? Uh, I said Andrew Wiggins. He had like seventeen and fourteen or something crazy. But I'm fucking. The Celtics, they got fucking Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. That nigga Robert Williams, I fuck with him too. He be going crazy. And yeah. guy, who was that one light skinned nigga with the crazy ass hair that Celtics got? Uh, I think it's Derek, like Derek White. White. I yeah. do not like that nigga. Every time they put him in the game, I was mad. He was always doing some <laughs> shit that was pissing me off. Yeah. But I'm that just glad nigga. to see that in fucking game four, the Warriors found out how to at least get a few rebounds. Fast, it was wilding. Now the thing is, I say the Warriors are going back to the finals next year because they don't have James Wiseman, and that nigga's a dog. Yeah, they He's need somebody dog. to go up there and get them boards because they putting up. They was pissing me off in like the first half because they kept jacking up threes and missing, and they don't got nobody to go get the rebound. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was sitting there thinking like, y'all either gotta fucking hit these shots or try to drive to the hole. And that nigga Curry just got that ball. Second half, he just started going stupid. Y'all still there? Yeah. I'm still there. I thought you wanted to keep going. What'd you say? I thought you wanted to keep going. No. <laughs> That's my take. Uh, I just got to, if they don't win the next game, Golden State, they lost. Yeah. Like you said, they're not winning another game in Boston. So they lose in Golden State, and they go back to Boston. They lost. I don't know. I can't really say. It's it's hard. I mean, both teams at certain times are like, I mean, Curry is definitely leading. But I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Cause I I do believe I do believe, Clay Thompson will have one game where he goes crazy. I do believe that. Game six, Clay. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna. It probably will go to seven. Now, this is probably one of the best finals I've seen in years. Like, where both teams don't have no crazy, like, they both have the pretty much the same amount of superstars and nothing crazy, and it's pretty well balanced, and I love it. Yeah, one of the teams keep jacking up threes, and other teams grabbing all the rebounds. I mean, yeah. But at least it's not like, I'm not hating on LeBron, little LeBron. Like you, I mean, we got so used to seeing LeBron every year. It, it feels different. It's not bad different. It's just different. Yeah, I don't want to completely write off the Warriors if they don't um if they don't win both these games. But Clay, he gonna have to step up. Andrew Wiggins is doing his thing, but they need to help Curry out more than what they're doing. They not gonna win if they keep playing the way they playing. And that's all that, that's all I got for that. All right, so we, we, we ride around two hours. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Appreciate it. If y'all Appreciate made it this far, we need y'all to go fucking like this shit, rate it five stars. We need some more viewers so we can get a bag, you feel me? Gotta get the bag, man. Gotta get the bag. But we appreciate y'all listening. Absolutely, 100%. Another week, another banger. Ain't no facts like
For y'all watching, if y'all can like DM me on Instagram some like topics or whatever that y'all are actually interested in hearing, that'll be very appreciated. I'm gonna put all our Instagram names in the episode description in case people got some input they want to put. But um, yeah. Anything y'all want to say to the people before we get out of here? If Golden State don't win this next game, they lost. Nick? Um, I say it's going to seven. Appreciate being a, a new co-host on the show, y'all. Can't wait to go on this journey. Um, thank you to everybody listening. And uh, shout out to Drake. All right, bro. Shout out my boy, Drizzy. Last thing I'm going to say is, no matter what you're doing in life, believe in yourself you can get that shit done. Like Adam Sandler said in the movie, it's you against you out here. So just do what you got to do to achieve your goals and you're going to be straight. We out.